Romance with Gwen or his bromance with Merlin? Bromance with Merlin. It's, it's there for everyone to see. He's, he, he's been around for dinner at Gwen's. He, he spends all his time with Merlin. Um, no contest. Nice. One. Thank you very much. No spillage. No, not yet. And Yay. two. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Well, uh, hello again. Welcome back to uh, Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a new laptop. Yes, I've got a brand new one because my other one died. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, all our budget for yeah. the rest of the year gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, several years probably. <laughs> Apologies, you're going to be hearing my droning voice again. I've been, <laughs> I've been hosting too many of these in a row. I should probably do three myself the next three. Really, yeah, but... Tom's going to take, take the reins because it just happened this way. that we, we, we did a Doctor Who double. This is the second of two episodes. Yeah. Uh, after this, there's going to be a Halloween special, um, which I also ended up hosting. Yeah. So Tom is going to take over uh, the following episode because I'm absolutely knackered. Uh, beer update. Um, spillage. Oh, what? oh no, spillage. <laughs> oh God. It's all right. It's uh, that was well-timed. Yeah. Beer update. Um, I know we said we were going to sort of branch out and have slightly fancier beers. We're drinking... Carlsberg export mainly because we couldn't be bothered to go to the shops yeah we couldn't be bothered episodes, we so couldn't uh, be bothered uh, so these these are left over from a summer uh, barbecue yeah. uh, again you know big conglomerates local breweries <laughs> even just adoring fans if you would like to send us beer uh, please please get in touch and we'll, we'll sort something out postal postal order mm. <laughs> this is uh, part two of our uh, Doctor Who fill-ins. We didn't really have a proper title. Right? Like, <laughs> we, Doctor we, Who fill-ins, shows that wanted to be Doctor Who. Doctor Who substitutes. Yeah. Basically, shows that when Doctor Who's not on the air, try to be Doctor Who. So yeah. in the previous episode, we covered shows in the 16-year period between 1989 and 2005, uh, shows that tried to fill the Doctor Who void. Now, this episode is going to be all about the shows that were inspired by Doctor Who coming back in 2005. Cashing in. Cashing in. Ripping it off. <laughs> inspired by, sounds nicer, but basically cash-ins and rip-offs. But it's not just sci-fi, is it? It's just... No, it's just anything that tried to fill the sort of Saturday night, or not even Saturday night, just sort of uh, weekend tea time yeah. slot, family adventure series that were inspired by Doctor Who. Yeah. Right, so let me paint you a picture. <laughs> so, Sweet. it's Saturday, uh, March 26th, 2005. Yeah. Doctor Who, back on BBC One, first time in nine years, first series in 16 years. Imagine an 18-year-old Morgan Jeffrey. <laughs> He's excited. He's in his living room. All of his mates down the pub. True story. <laughs> oh, God. All down the pub. Not Morgan, no. He's at home with beans on toast. They at least know that you were a big fan well, and they just left Well, you there. it was sort of a little bit... It was Because obviously it wasn't cool. Doctor Who coming no, back kind of made it yeah. semi-cool. At the time, it, yeah. was, it was not cool at all. Morgan later went to the pub. Uh, made his excuses no I believed him everyone knew everyone, everyone knew that Morgan was watching right. Doctor Who uh, I have to refer to it in the third person it's still too traumatic to, yeah. to relive but Doctor Who it, it came back it was obviously an enormous enormous uh, hit I, I was but one of 10 million uh, that, that tuned in I, was, I watched I remember I was watching even you watched yeah um, 
Yeah, but I did watch. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to be out on a Saturday night anyway. But no, yeah. at least I had plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the highest rated uh, new Doctor Who episode yeah. until that Christmas special with uh, Kylie. In oh, really? 2007, the yeah. Kylie factor bumped it up to to 14 million. Wow! Uh, but I got a little little trailer here. This was the sort of series trailer uh, from when Doctor Who came back in 2005. Do you want to come with me? Because if you do, then I should warn you. Because if you do, because if you do, then I should warn you. You're going to see all sorts of things: ghosts from the past, aliens from the future, the day the Earth died in a ball of flame. It won't be quiet, it won't be safe, and it won't be calm. But I tell you what it will be. I tell you what it will be. The trip of a lifetime. Trip of a lifetime. Doctor Who. Saturdays at seven on BBC One. So Doctor Who, they're blowing <laughs> blowing its entire series budget yeah. on uh, uh, an amazing scene where the Doctor runs from a fireball. Better CGI than ever featured in yeah. the series. N- never actually featured in the Do series. Do you want to go on a journey? Do you want to go on a journey? Eccleston bringing a bit of Manx swagger <laughs> to, to Doctor Who. The one thing the classic series yeah. uh, was missing. So Doctor Who. <laughs> It was an enormous success. Don't talk your mouth. It's full of beer. <laughs> so obviously the BBC itself tried to cash in, most obviously with um, spin-offs. Yeah. So you had Torchwood, first of all, 2006. So pretty rapid. Are you going to Torchwood later properly? or? I will, no, I'll do a Torchwood episode at some point. Baffled by that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll on get on the Torchwood. Yeah. Torchwood was basically like Doctor Who. but with, Yeah, Doctor Who with F-bombs and alien orgasms. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've watched a couple of clips here and there and gone... Mm. Is that allowed? Is that right? <laughs> Did this go out at like five o'clock on a Saturday? No, it was late. Obviously didn't, late no. night on BBC Three. But yeah, it's yeah. like Hollyoaks later. Yeah, <laughs> it had the classic line, uh, something like, "Have you ever come so hard and so long that you forgot where you are?" Are you serious? Yeah, it's another episode of Torch. But surely it's in the same universe, so kids are going to watch it. Well, yeah, that is the, that's that is, awful. That is, that, is, that, is, <laughs> that is dreadful. Mary White, yeah. I'll see her on Two Geeks. Definitely, if she was still around. No, no I'm calling. Chance. I'm calling you, Mary White. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We'll go on to that. And then we'll, we'll get on to torch with it in another episode. Jack, I. Oh, God! Huh? Ha, I'm sorry. Ganto, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise. Doesn't matter. And I wouldn't have come in if I'd known. Well, there's room for one more. We could have used you an hour ago for naked hide and seek. He cheats. He always cheats. Yeah. Then you've got um, the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Which you're fine with the that. Other the other way around. The other way around. Yeah, in 2007. That was 2007. Yeah. But they made that, right, for CBBC. CBBC wanted to make uh, the adventures of young Doctor Who. Oh. And thankfully, Russell T. Davies stepped in. He was like, we're not doing that. No, it's not happening. So instead, we've got the Sarah Jane Adventures, which right. was... Actually, pretty good. I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. Maybe we should do a Doctor Who spin-offs yeah. episode. All right. So, but then you also had on BBC and ITV these these inspired shows, these copycats, these ripoffs. <laughs> um, first of which was n- not the best. It was, it was um, uh, Can you guess which one I'm talking about? Could be any. Sorry for like all of these programs. It was it was Robin Hood. Yeah. Robin Hood, which uh, aired three series between uh, 2006 and 2009. <sighs> So that was my thing with Robin Hood. I remember I watched, again, it was a Saturday night. I wasn't out. <laughs> I was in. Was we, uni, this was a uni. Oh, but but <laughs> look, 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 I, I always had plans. I put them aside. For Robin Hood. For, well, because I was excited. Robin Hood. I was like, for the premiere. Yeah. It's, not for every single one. No, I never watched it. 
I literally, and this is, I'm a guy who loves his fantasy TV and his cult TV. I thought, Robin Hood, that's right on my street. Kind of Doctor Who slot, brilliant. Got in a few beers, me and my mates, fat mates, we sat down, yeah. and it was just utter toss. Oh, okay. It, it was, it was dreadful, and I never watched another episode, so everyone's, brilliant, I'll get Robin Hood fans tagging going, you sure? It got much better. Robin? Yes. Is it really you? Of course it's us. We are home unscathed. An accident. An incident. I am Guy of Gisborne, the new lord of this manor, and your presence here is no longer required. Rumors abound. What rumors? That you are weak. Innocent people are being killed. I cannot allow that. You think you can pick fights with these people and get away with it? The sheriff's robbing his all 20 times over! We will rob him! You made a mistake in Nottingham, trying to be the peasant's hero. In the morning, you shall hang. Everything is a choice, everything we do. I protected people from my village. You must help me. I am helping you. Today we defy Robin Hood. Marry me. There is no law. We will stop his insane taxes and give them back to the poor where they belong. Will you tolerate this injustice? I, for one, will not. Robin Hood, now on DVD. The first series cost eight million, eight million pounds. For me, it, ju- for that <laughs> it, it just it looked so amateur. Yeah, that's what I mean. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't cheap, but it always looked and yeah. felt cheap and really stagey. I don't know if it's just the, the cameras they use over here compared to America, or so, it's as basic as that. I just I don't know what it is. It was just like like now. I think British production values are more and more catching up with America. Mm-hmm. So say regardless of what you think of the show, look at something like The Musketeers, which yeah. is kind of like a modern day equivalent. It actually looks. Well, pretty good yeah, in terms of Ripper Street. Any Peaky of those blinders. They Peaky all, blinders. They all look, really good. They all look yeah. the equivalent to US. Yeah. At the time, I don't think we quite nailed no, it. No. So we had the same ambition, not the same uh, production values. And yeah. it, something like Robin Hood just felt ramshackle. And it was that worst kind of cliched idea of British kind of fantasy television where it's all rent a ghost and it's all cheap and wobbly yeah. and crap. So I've got a clip here um, <laughs> from Robin Hood. And you know, if uh, the people tuning into this are all Robin Hood fans, they've already tuned out right now. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They'll be uh, they'll be listening and, and, and tweet. They'll be listening and tweeting simultaneously. <laughs> uh, furious messages. That was the Holy Land. Bloodthirsty. I understand the king is winning. Thanks be to God. He's killing more people. Eyes are not winning. Show me an argument ever settled with bloodshed, and then I'll call it winning. Do not pretend that you do not love war. I've seen you fight. When? I don't recall. I have changed. Council of Nobles meets tomorrow at Nottingham, I've no doubt. The Sheriff will call a feast to celebrate your safe return. Goodbye. Goodbye. One thing. I shall celebrate my safe return too by pardoning any and all wrongdoers from my estates awaiting trial or punishment. Only the sheriff can pardon, you know that. It is custom for the sheriff to accede to his noble's requests on such matters. Well then, I suggest you take it up with the sheriff. There's a moment in that which... which, There's a moment in that, I'm sure it was scripted, but it just seems like Richard Armitage forgot his line, where he's like, I've seen you fight in the past. When? I, I don't remember. <laughs> is he just, okay. just... They'd run out of film and they had to keep it in there. <laughs> I think another problem with it was you've got someone like Russell T Davies and so much of early, early new Doctor Who success was down to him. He had a great creative vision for the show. Do you know how he thought? You know, let's get in this guy to showrun Robin Hood, uh, a family action adventure series for Saturday nights. Josie Darby. <laughs> Josie Darby. It was... It was uh, 
Dominic Minghella, okay. uh, the creator of Doc Martin. Now, don't get me wrong, a successful show yeah. in its own right. Not but for what this is. Not for, not for what this is. Is it me, or do you not understand plain English? It's you. Robin Hood, it kind of, it did have a, a, a bit of a following, but it just kind of fell apart because the cast... <laughs> pretty quickly jumped ship. Right. So, uh, Lucy Griffiths, who was the actress who played Maid Marian, she quit after two series, really? just killed off Maid Marian. You can't kill off Maid Marian. Killed off Maid Marian. Imagine if they did that on Maid Marian. <laughs> what, Maid Marian and the <laughs> Merry Men? It yeah. would just be the Merry Men. Which... <laughs> All really unmerry. <laughs> it would just be the sad <laughs> men. Got you, sunshine, you are nicked. What do you mean, man? I haven't done nothing. There is a sell-by date stamped on the bottom of that rat. What's it say, Barrington? 16th of July, 1195. And what's today, Barrington? 17th of July, 11.95. So, you're selling foul, stinking, rotten, mouldy goods to innocent little old ladies, aren't you, son? It's the stocks for you, my lad. Yeah, Gilive Gisborne, he killed Maid Marian. Harry Lloyd is the actor. Do you know in Game of Thrones, he plays Daenerys' brother and oh, he gets right, the yeah. golden crown. Yeah. He, he played Will Scarlet, he quit, he was oh. gone. And then it sort of limped on for, for another third series. End of the third series, Guy of Gisborne, Richard Armitage, dies. And then Robin Hood dies. You can't kill Robin Hood. Well, 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 do you know what, right? So, um, are you aware of Robin of Sherwood? Yeah, which, I'm aware of it, yeah. Which was a much, much more popular yeah. uh, ITV Ray Robin Hood series. Had Ed Ray in it, Ed Ray Winston in it. Boy, Robin Hood. Was, he was Will Scarlet himself. <laughs> Robin Hood. And that was in the 80s. Yeah. And actually, in that, after two series, they killed off Robin Hood. But then brought in a new one, and, the, and it introduced the idea that Robin Hood was not like a man; it was like an idea. Okay. It was a mantle that got passed down. It's like, yeah, it's okay. And that, that's a show that people still still it's love, and it's coming back as an audio yeah. play, not made no, by Big Finish. Someone else, someone else is yeah. making a charity audio play, so we'll go by that when yeah. it comes out. But the point is, it, 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 Robin Hood could of possibly yeah. continue, and there was talk of a fourth series, uh, even though they they killed off Robin Hood. <laughs> they were going to sort of um, revamp it, Minella. He was out, right. and they were going to get in to, to redo it. Um, Sally Wainwright, who, oh, who did Happy Valley recently, days. excellent, yeah. excellent writer, and okay. she was she was going to relaunch it. And direct quote, she said, "I want to model Robin Hood more on Doctor Who mm. in terms of quality of script and quality of direction. Could have been great, but yeah. the BBC decided maybe fair enough after three series of Robin Hood, time to pack it in." Has there been any other Robin Hood TV series like in America or anything like that? I know they've done a lot of films. There's a Robin Hood one coming out, I think. There's yeah. there's Robin Hood Origins. Because <laughs> everything has to be Origins. With we'll get Taron, We'll get onto that. What's is it Taron Egerton yeah. from Kingsman? I think so. Oh. Yeah. Well, they were going to do cuz Russell Crowe's yeah. Robin Hood. I like that. Underrated. Oh, I never saw He's that. He's rubbish. <laughs> but well, his his voice is rubbish. If you're trying to build for the future. You must set your foundation strong. They were they were gonna do a kind of flipped thing mm. where uh, the sheriff of Nottingham, because he's a sheriff, yeah. he was the hero, uh, and Robin Hood is like a dangerous outlaw. Yeah. And then they cast Russell Crowe, and he was like, "No, I'm Russell Crowe, and I want to be uh, I want to be the hero." Uh, my, my, my name is Russell Crowe, and I would be the hero. So they just went, oh, fine, we'll just make a boring another Robin Hood yeah. film. There's a, there's a Robin Hood in um, Once Upon a Time, yeah. the American series, played by. What's he called? That guy who used to be in uh, EastEnders. Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Ah, brilliant. Still <laughs> briefly, briefly played by Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis then had commitments to Miranda. <laughs> so he got re- what a fool. I, I bet he was furious. Yeah. And he got replaced by Sean McGuire. There's only two amazing Robin Hoods for me. Go on. Maid Marion. Yeah, and Costner. Oh, no, three then. Costner. I like Costner. Yeah. Disney. Disney, the fox. One of the best, if not my favourite, Disney film of all time. One of the best. Uh, and when when Doctor Who yeah. did a uh, episode, a Robin Hood episode, Robot of Sherwood, written by Mark Gatiss last year, 
a lot of it was kind of inspired by really? the Disney version so with the animals. Yeah. Underrated. There you go. Well. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. The first attempt to emulate Doctor Who's success was not a success. No. So next up, you got something that was um, slightly more successful. Aired five series uh, between uh, 2007 and 2011. Guess what I'm talking about? No. No, it's Primeval. Oh, okay, this is ITV now. So how much do you know about Primeval? Um, my mum loved it. Your mum loved it? Um, and S Club 7. Hannah, she, Hannah was she was in it. Yeah. In, in not very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to appeal to the dads. Bring the dads. Yeah. And uh, dinosaurs and that. Dinosaurs and that. Exactly. Using the using the CGI from uh, Walking with Dinosaurs, yeah. so it was cheap. But if if Prime was around now, yeah, they'd love it. It's Jurassic World's the bomb. Well, again, we'll get you. You, <laughs> you read in my mind, man. You read in my mind. We'll get onto it because. Yeah. So Prime was kind of the most obvious Doctor Who rip-off wannabe copycat because it was yeah. commissioned by ITV as like a direct competitor to go out on Saturday nights. Coming August 9th on BBC America. What's this? I think the scientific term is really bad news. There's a new link in the food chain, and we're it. Some force ripped the boundaries of space and time to shreds. It's the next evolution in science fiction. Are you saying we're being attacked by a creature from the future? Primeval series premiere, August 9th at 9, 8 central on BBC America. So Primeval is about uh, this guy, Nick Cutter, who's uh, played by Douglas Henshaw. He's a Scottish scientist dude. I remember it now, he's yeah. so grumpy. <laughs> he was like, always looking off into the distance. Yeah. Going, we got to stop the dinosaurs. No. Gotta, the anomalies, the anomalies. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. got to shut down the anomalies. <laughs> so he was, his, he was like part of a team of scientists and they would work to track down and neutralise these space-time uh, anomalies out of which they were like holes in time and space, out of which would come like dinosaurs and, and stuff from the past, but also like future predators, they oh. were called. So like creatures from the future that had like evolved and, and would Why is it always on. creatures? Why is it not humans and things? Well, p- humans did come through as well, oh. a, a little bit, but it was mainly, I guess, because like humans would see a big glowing ball and be like, oh, I'm not going through that, yeah. whereas animals would just run through. Yeah, interesting. I've probably given more thought to that than the rise of primeval <laughs> ever did. Um, I like that idea. So, so it was, you know, it was actually all right. Yeah. And, and Nick Cutter, he was um, searching, the reason he got involved in the anomalies was he was searching for his missing wife, Helen. Mm. And so a lot of the early episodes were just him running about. Helen! Helen! No Helen! Got a little, Go, show me a T-Rex. Got a little, got a little, got a little clip here of him... Uh, <laughs> searching for Helen. Helen! 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 Where are you, Helen? <laughs> <laughs> Helen! So there was a lot of that. He, he probably wishes he never found Helen, because when he did, turned out she had gone missing because she had gone travelling through time through the anomalies, turned into, like, this uber bitch. Oh. She then, like, shot him and killed, and killed Cutter. She was just evil. Killed and, him? And then, and then she got killed by a velociraptor. Uh, and, and and that was that was the end of that. After all, <laughs> but but again, that's one of the reasons I liked Primeval because it did have balls. You know, it it, it was willing to kill off um, regular characters, and it so it got cancelled after three series, and it ended the, the third series ended with uh, three of its main characters like stranded in the past, and there was you know fan outrage like no, you can't edit there, and they started up as they do with any show now, bring it back, start up a petition yeah. and all this sort of thing. Yeah. I don't think Twitter was quite, you know, no. as, as big as it is now, but they, I'm sure there would have been, you know, people on social media going, going insane. And ITV teamed with uh, Watch, the channel okay. Watch, 
to produce two more series. Oh. Um, the deal being that like Watch would get to show them first, and then ITV uh, slightly later. Watch the channel where ironically no one watches. <laughs> it is ironic. And so after after five series, um, it ended on another cliffhanger. Not so much of an uproar second time round. By then, uh, everyone everyone kind of had given up. It kind of it wasn't axed. No one ever really cancelled Primeval. Uh. Um, it, it just it just sort of faded away. Um, and then this time, no one, people thought it already was axed. <laughs> no one, no one complained. I think maybe that's the thing. Like, just, no, just it just had its day. Except it hadn't, weirdly, um, because it, Big Finish brought it back. <laughs> no, it wasn't. There haven't been Big Finish Primeval audios. But in a, in a baffling decision, uh, there was not not even a remake, but a spin-off made several years later by the Canadian channel Space. What called Primeval New World? What. And this was about um, and just just a team in Canada, uh, hunting you know hunting down anomalies. So was it really popular in Canada though? I, I don't know. Must it's, have been. It's this thing. It just baffles me that this this existed. I actually forgot that Primeval New World was a thing. I, I interviewed the cast and everything at the time. Yeah, I completely yeah. I completely erased it from my memory. I've been keeping a file on Evan Cross. You think you rewrite the laws of physics, right? Making the world a better place. What the hell is that? He's found it, hasn't he? What he was looking for. Doorways through time. Big shiny hole in the universe spits out dinosaurs. What the hell do you do for a living? We hunt dinosaurs. Anyone in it from the original series? Well, Andrew Lee Potts, who yeah. we talked about last yeah. episode, he was in Strange playing a tech whiz. He was also in Primeval as a tech whiz. Uh, he played Connor Temple, yeah. who was like the stereotypical geek who fancied Hannah Spirit in the end. He got with Hannah Spirit. All right. And then he he made some crossover appearances. So it's all the same universe. That's quite it's all cool. the same universe, yeah. yeah. Um, and and it, the similarities don't end there because Primeval New World was cancelled and ended on a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, but again, no one, no one really cared. Um, but there was, it was big at its height, and there was talk of a movie. Uh, Two thousand nine, Warner Brothers apparently paid a six-figure sum for the screenwrites to Primeval. Kerry Foster, who was the producer, said it was going to be like a cross between Jurassic Park and Lost. Sounds wow. sounds right up your street. What for a film? A film, yeah. See, the idea is quite a good idea for a film, mm. especially now in Jurassic World. You'd mm. think maybe we could do something. There was a film, right, called Primeval, starring Dominic Purcell of Prison Break fame. And for a little bit, I thought that was it. I was like, what, Dominic Purcell? This sounds amazing. Primeval. Get him in as, like, Cutter in a remake. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Michael. But it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. So may, maybe maybe one day Primeval will come back, but 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 probably not. Let's, let's face it. Next up, we've got... Uh, easily my favourite of, of the Doctor Who copycats uh, and the writers did freely admit that they were inspired by the revival of Doctor Who okay. and this is Merlin right which I mean did you ever watch Merlin no why <laughs> why did you never watch Merlin it couldn't appeal to me less why not I'm surprised it appeals to you really because all this fantasy nonsense which you're not really yeah but, the... but I'm like I don't I'm not a big fan of like straight laced fantasy where it's got it's ludicrous and, and you've got people friends. called like Game of Thrones, you've got people called like Flangar of the Flobos Gibos, and it, but it's like I am Flangar of the Flibos Gibos, and it's like, oh yeah, and fa- fans are like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna read six hundred pages about you and his little map, and it's like, you know, he's called Flangos of the Flibos Gibos, it's ludicrous. That's <laughs> why I like Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah before, before people start, it's, <laughs> it's it's it is ridiculous, uh, but it's knowingly ridiculous. It's got a sense of humour. Game of Thrones is the most po-faced. 
like piece piece of fantasy I've ever seen. Even Lord of the Rings had a sense of humour. Yeah. Tossing a dwarf and all that. <laughs> it was great. Merlin. Merlin. He's throwing a dwarf. <laughs> he says tossing a dwarf. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Just in case. So Mer- Merlin had a sense of humour. In, in, admittedly, it was a little bit silly when it started. It's great cast. Exactly. It took a little while to find its feet, but at its height, it was great. Hot, quite high quality family fantasy, and had a great cast. It had Anthony Head from Buffy, yeah. Richard Wilson Richard from One Foot in the Grave, yeah. but playing it straight, really yeah. good. Uh, good. Good cast. As John a, Hurt. John Hurt as the voice of the dragon. Yeah. Great cast of young actors. Um, Colin Morgan, Bradley James. Tom Ellis was in it for a bit. Tom Ellis was in it, yeah. He had a great wig. <laughs> Um, Merlin aired five series, so again, quite a big hit, between um, October 2008, ended Christmas Eve 2012, so it was a big part of the BBC's uh, Christmas schedule. No young man, no matter how great, can know his destiny. Whatever it is you think I'm supposed to do, you've got the wrong person. But the gifts he possesses and the choice he makes will in time father legend. His name... Merlin. I wouldn't if I were you. Why? What are you going to do to me? You have no idea. Until they realise there is no room for magic in my kingdom, there is but one sentence I can pass. I have this seed. What is it for? You, you keep telling me. It's not for playing tricks. You want to practice magic when the king is hunting for sorcerers? Are you mad? I have witnessed what witchcraft can do. It's how you use it. Arthur, one day you may become king. Then you will understand. There's something about you, man. Can't quite put my finger on it. I do wonder whether your magical talents were given to the right person. Talking about, you know, uh, Robin Hood origins, Merlin was a little bit ahead of its time because now you've got everything from, well, Robin Hood to Gotham to Hannibal, the Bates Motel, yeah. everything's like delving back into the origins. I was saying it's going to end up, we're going to have like. But not Halloween yet, you're. <laughs> my, my great hat, yeah. yeah, I had a great idea for a Halloween prequel, which we'll yeah. get into in the next episode. But, uh, you know, it's going to get to the stage now with comic book saturation where we're literally going to have like Dr. Octopus origins coming to Fox and it'll be like. <laughs> Meet, meet Otto Octavius, the man behind the arms. And it'll just be like him, just in a lab. Yeah. Norman Osborn, before he was the Green Goblin. Well, there's the John McClane film coming out, which is John McClane yeah. before he was... They're going to do Die Hard before John McClane. But the whole point of Die Hard was that before that moment, he yeah. was just a random cop. Yeah. A bit of a brute, but yeah. nothing special. The whole point of Die Hard is that John McClane isn't an action no. hero so that he's vulnerable and he's not a Superman. Yeah. If, the, if he'd faced terrorists beforehand, the whole idea of the film is undone. But who cares when you can make a crap blockbuster starring but, Joel Kinnaman probably. But if it's if it's a film, yeah. it's not like if it was a TV series they could maybe turn it into a cop show and cop drama and mm. just, you know, have John McClane's like, you know, his sort of humour and mm. the way he deals with people. But if it's a film, then it's obviously going to be an action film. Yeah. So what the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> Stop making prequels. Yeah. This, this, At least this it won't be Jai Courtney. This is what cause... we've come to. It could be. What if they cast Jai Courtney as like, he uh, played his son, so he's playing the young McLean. Uh, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Merlin was a little bit ahead of its time in that it had him as a young man teaming with Prince Arthur, not King, um, and they would battle monsters and magicians, but in a land where magic was uh, forbidden. So it's kind of Smallville, 
um, basically, but with Merlin instead of Clark Kent, um, and you know a lot less sort of teenage hormones flying about. Though there was plenty of romantic tension, um, most of it between Merlin and Arthur, oh, right. or, or Merther as the fans yeah. like like to call them. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. You didn't scare me. I was asleep. I've got that stupid smile on your face. It's nothing. Why were you sleeping with your head on the table? Fell asleep while I was reading. What were you reading? I am the king of Camelot. I do not have to answer to the likes of you. Oh, you're in a good mood. You obviously got out of the wrong side of the table. So like Hannibal and things. Well, and Hannibal and... Well, we've talked before about how if people want to ship, as it's known in this yeah. day and age, absolutely fine, fine. fine. But it's it's... The randomness of the pairings. Yeah. So, okay, Merlin and Arthur, they were the main characters, and the, the writers played up to it, a bit like on Hannibal with Will Graham and Hannibal Hanagram. Well, you they, said the other day, by the end of the show, because no one's watching, they were like, oh, let's just let them... Yeah. <laughs> no one was watching Hannibal by the end, so they just kind of wrote it for the fans. Yeah. It's fair enough. And then this one, you know, they, they wrote it for the fans. But, but like, something like Sherlock... Where yeah, it's yeah. obviously like pe- people see, you know, pairings of, 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 of uh, Sherlock and John. Yeah, and, and, and they like that, fine. But, well, go on. Tell- well, if you go on DeviantArt, mm. it's a great website if you need just examples of just artwork about anything, really. Mm. But it's full mm. of these strange kind of anime cartoon drawings that fans mm. do mm. of characters in things. Mm. And it's any pairing you can think of. So from Sherlock, yeah. it was My, um, Mycroft and Lestrade. Yeah. Maestrad. Maestrad. <laughs> and so we got Mark Gatiss and Rupert Graves just getting it on. <laughs> and these are two characters who have never no. shared a scene. No. And it's like, what in your mind put that together? And it's not them going, let's take a piss. They genuinely mean this. Yeah. And they got... Um, the best fan fiction I ever had was... Uh, it, what was it? Um, Elrond and Captain Picard. <laughs> So Hugo Weaving yeah. and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. That's like the most stiff, stiff sex ever. But search for South Park uh, anime yeah. on DeviantArt and you'll get all these very odd I think... anime drawings of the South Park boys, <laughs> in particular Cartman and Kyle, just sort of getting it on. And like Kenny being all like curled up in, in Stan's arms and all this. It's like, you know, you're sort of drawing like 10-year-old kids. It's just odd. It's a very strange It's got very dark. Don't let society dictate who you can and can't be with. Kyle, I love you, babe. You can run all you want, try to pretend you like girls, but damn it, when we kiss, there's magic. Don't let it go, Kyle. I want to hold you every morning and love you every night, Kyle. I promise you nothing but love and happiness. I swear, by the moon. I think, I think it's rule 14 of the internet, but there's porn of it. Yeah, that's the rule. Like, like if something this exists, isn't even they're, porn. they're it's porn. Just of it. weird. It's not even porn. It's just this strangely porn. tender. It's kind of nice in its own way. It's like romance and, and all this, but it's like you're choosing strange pairings. It's so weird. It's like uh, it was such for any any couple pairing of any TV show. It's probably, yeah. probably one of Rav Wiggum and Bart Simpson. Or <laughs> probably. Yeah. I don't think you'll beat Maestrad. No, though, that's for, the best for one. Pure, yeah. pure oddness. Merlin, when it was on, you kind of it was it was again it was a big hit. And it was sort of, for me, it was kind of like halcyon days when you had uh, Doctor Who, and then as soon as it finished, Merlin would start. Yeah. It was brilliant. And so, and once, October 1st, <laughs> October 1st, 2011, it was like the geek perfect the storm. Day of all days. Because, because you had, still remember it now, you had the Series 7 finale of Doctor Who, The Wedding of River Song, right. immediately followed by the Merlin Series 4 premiere. So I, the finale I, I, of Doctor Who was in October? Uh, yeah. 
So they've changed that one, haven't they? Yeah, keep changing it about. Yeah. But like again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't at the pub that Saturday <laughs> night. I was in. Of course you. I were. was in. Again, I had plans, yeah. but I was like, no, I can't. It's Doctor Who Merlin double. I can't. I can't go out. Yeah. And if, like yourself, you haven't given Merlin a shot, if you didn't give it a shot at the time, I would recommend uh, you check it out. Uh, though maybe start with series two. Okay. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the everyone says that about everything now they're like yeah, yeah it, t- it takes time to, to get good which translates as the first series is crap the first series the first series is crap and a lot of the time it's like well your show is never going to get good some <laughs> a lot of shows they do get good because this leads me on to uh, kind of a spiritual sequel to Merlin which was Atlantis oh fuck what is this place where am I you were drawn here by forces so powerful that they stretch between the worlds. What is it? You must tell no one that you journeyed through the gateway. Who are you? Jason. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my manners. I'm Pythagoras. Whoever heard of a hero called Jason? Now Hercules, that's a name to father a legend. You dare to defy your king. Have you no respect for the gods? Who was that young man? He is a great consequence. I don't understand my place in this world. You're not like other men. You'll realize that soon enough. This is just the beginning. You have a great destiny. No! <laughs> right, uh, I'm, I'm here. I was out. I was out. No, I'm. I'm happy to let Merlin go because I because rec- I quite like the King Arthur legend, mm. and it's got a really, really good cast. Mm. Whereas this, what are you talking about? Jemima Rupert. I know. Mark Addy. I know. <laughs> like, right. I'm watching a staunch defence of Atlantis. Wasn't he fucking Hercules? Yeah. Be- what are you talking about? Be- what when he was old and fat and retired? Yeah. Mark Addy? Yeah, that's the point. Oh, come on. They could have found someone. All right. ITV of a, of a, of a Sunday. <laughs> What's on? World's Strongest Man. Who's, who's, who's in World's Strongest Men? Fat blokes. <laughs> in it. It's always... They're not, they're not ripped. No, but it's, not, it's not some ripped of, supermodel. Think of it's the, fa- it's think big of, fat blokes. Think of the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. When he lets himself go, he's not going to look like Mark Addy. He's... <laughs> Mark Haddy was in Game of Thrones. I don't know what to say. It's always, isn't it? World's Strongest Man. It's always big, fat blokes yeah. pulling tractors or whatever. All muscle. Indeed. Right. You're next. Are you sure about this? Him? He's a mouse. They call him the destroyer. Of what? Butterflies. I'll have you know, I have never been beaten. Almost never been beaten. Atlantis, I watched every single episode yeah. because I was paid to, but that's not the point. <laughs> Atlantis aired two, se- aired two series, not much. Atlantis aired two series between uh, September 2013, May uh, 2015, and uh, the problem with it was initially. This the is fact ma- you already have to defend this is my staunch. This is my staunch defense. Yeah. No, the problem was Merlin started out a bit, bit silly, a bit juvenile, and then it got darker and more mature. It was always for families, but it, it got a bit more serious, a bit more polished. With Atlantis, I remember the, the writers at the time said, "Yeah, we're picking up right where Merlin left off." It, they, it was like they hit the reset button, and it was just back to like series one of Merlin uh, silliness, and it was it was quite juvenile. And another problem with the writing was so inconsistent. So the lead character was Jason of Jason and the Argonauts fame. He was from the modern day, right? And he goes through again some sort of really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the thing, right? So like Assassin's Creed style. <laughs> he goes through some sort of anomaly, right. anomaly. And he Helen. Uh, Helen. He and Jason. <laughs> Jason. 
crossover from Primeval Atlantis on audio from Big Finish. <laughs> um, so he, he ends up in Atlantis, right? And there's the odd moment where someone goes like, hi, I'm Hercules or I'm Medusa. And he sort of goes, oh, cock, you know, sort of raises his eyebrow. Yeah. But they sort of forget. It's really weird. And, and, and like a few episodes later, he's like talking in ye olde language yeah. and they just completely forget that he's from the 21st century. Does it ever come back again? It's very odd. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, really weird. Well, they just forgot that. Oh shit, he's from like twenty thirty. Yeah, it's, a, it's not like you uh, think he'd be like, oh, I got, I gotta get home. I don't know why he's American, but you know, he's like, I've got to get home. But, <laughs> but it, yeah, and but, 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 right. This is the thing. So the writers really gave themselves. Maybe they read some of the reviews. They gave themselves a real boot up the arse for the second series, and it was a lot darker, was a lot more polished, and it was a lot better. And I, I think it, it, it kind of was on the rise, and but because. Whereas something like Merlin had a slightly, you know, dodgy for a series, but Doctor Who was at its height, that kind of buzz around these sorts of shows was so high. When Atlantis, you know, kind of misfired slightly, the buzz was no longer there for these sort of fantasy shows. It didn't, it wasn't given the chance to, to kind of grow and maybe it could have become yeah. something great, but we'll never know. Our final show um, that was inspired sort of by Doctor Who, uh, <laughs> I don't think anything could have saved it. Money... Maybe maybe more time with the scripts. Um, BBC or ITV? This was ITV. You, I don't know if you'll have even heard of this. Uh, it aired, mercifully, just for one series, uh, in early 2009. It was, it was very much the strange of its time, in that the great premise, but the execution was terrible. Britannia High. It wasn't, it wasn't Britannia. That was our, our response to Glee, if anything. <laughs> Although I think it preceded Glee. Yeah, so, I think it did. Yeah. 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 Don't know, what is it? Demons. Oh, yeah. Remember Demons? You sort of, yeah. So demons, what? Right, this sounds good. Again, I'm always let down by these things. I'm like, that sounds good. Robin Hood, that sounds good. A demon hunting ex priest, that sounds Isn't good. Isn't this just strange? Well, he's a he's a London teen. No, 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 that is strange. Yeah, but this. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. What no, you describing? No, no. So this is about a London teenager finds out he's the last descendant of Van Helsing. Oh, right, right like you do. Yeah, and he teams up with his demon hunting godfather <laughs> and uh, Mina Harker, who's the character from Dracula. But she's like a vampire, and she's so she's still alive. Did he know they, that his is that is what was it? His father, his godfather, his godfather. Did he know his demons. godfather hunts demons, or was that just by chance? What do you mean? Well, did he find out he hunts demons after he found out he was a Van Helsing? No, his godfather tells him that he's the descendant of Van Helsing. So he didn't already know that his godfather hunted demons. No. So he found that out at the same time. Yeah, that's right. The, that's the part. I would have found it hilarious <laughs> if he knew that his godfather hunted demons. <laughs> And he knew that was the, yeah. the case. And then he goes, that's a bit strange, but I'll let it go. It's, it's a hobby. <laughs> uh, and then he finds out, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're not related to any famous uh, vampire demon hunters, are we? So, Godfather. Yeah. Was that his real dad? Uh, Did I, he it, shag his mum? No, I don't think it, it, don't think it ran long enough to establish it. He was actually just his mm. godfather, as, as, far, as far as you knew. This was probably the worst adaptation <laughs> of the Van Helsing legend, and that includes the Hugh wow. Jackman movie. Wow. Yeah, because, right, everything about it was just... <laughs> Having, having, so having just staunchly it. defended British television and, and British fantasy, <laughs> everything about it was subpar. It was Buffy with a lobotomy, basically. So, <laughs> who was who played him? What, so, uh, you had Christian Cook, not a bad actor. He's in Cemetery Junction, yeah. you know, the Ricky Gervais Stephen yeah. Merchant film, good actor. But the, you had as his godfather Rupert Galvin. You had Philip Glenister. I don't know. I love Glenister. Gene Hunt, yeah. absolute legend. In this. They made him American. Why? And, and it's set in England. Set in England. Maybe they wanted to. to He's fo- great as a Cockney geezer. Mancunian. Mancunian well, geezer. Actually, I think he is actually from London. Cockney anyway. geezer. <laughs> the point is, you, you'll get a few glimpses or, or you'll hear a few snatches 
of his uh, American accent in, in this trailer. Um, I'm not going to say any more, just, just have a listen to this. Gilgamel is not an angel, he's a demon. Showtime. This is intense. You said that wouldn't kill her. Well, it sure as hell slow her down. Nina. Oh dear. Treat that man with caution. Those closest to you cannot always be trusted. You're the last Van Helsing, Luke. Denial is not an option. Uh, so there you go, a little, a little glimpse at the demons there. I don't you're the last, you're the last of the Van Helsing. his voice. But all of that just looks so kind of, as you say, just shoddy and just. It's not great. It's, it's. I think that is the worst American accent. I bet Glenister have thought he was onto a winner there. <laughs> I don't think he did because because the reason they got axed was Glenister quit after one series. I think I bet he hated it because it is the that is the worst American accent since. Right, David Tennant did this pilot for sort of Doctor Who related for CBS, I think it was. Yeah. Um, at that sort of height of his, he just quit Doctor Who. Height of his popularity. He was in a pilot called Rex is Not Your Lawyer, right. right? About a lawyer who has panic, starts having panic attacks in court. So he trains um, other people to, to represent themselves in court, right? And just that, so no one, no one is sort of exempt from the bad US accent criticism <laughs> on Two Geeks. Listen, listen to this. So far, my best client was Sophia. She had such a knack for it, I hired her as my assistant. Amazing news. I just checked the lobby and we have two potential clients. What are you doing? Bruce's emails to Lindsay have been getting more aggressive. I want your take. You are still breaking into her email account? This one came in at 10 p.m. You are so unbelievable. Bruce offers to drop off a file at her place. Wait, are you kidding? He's using the file as an excuse to see her. Yeah, but do we really know that? Maybe it's a crucial file. Plus here, she says it can wait till morning. So clearly she's not interested. Uh, Rex is not your lawyer. Do you think it's, it's so bad because we know Tennant's voice so well? Or is it just really bad? Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. bit of both. But John offers to drop off a file at her place. It's when you hear that. It's, not, it's, you, it's not good, though. You think how good like, Hugh Laurie... Someone like Hugh Laurie yeah. is. These were like the big shows that really tried to, to mimic, rip-off, uh, copy uh, Doctor Who. But you think about it, and kind of the, the influence of Doctor Who coming back, uh, kind of... You can see it everywhere, not just in these most more obvious things, but something like Sherlock. Yeah. Um, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss, they made it up, or came up with the idea for it when they were on train journeys to Cardiff, back and forth to make Doctor Who. And if they hadn't been like proven as you know people who could pull off this kind of big, uh, kind of family, uh, big, broad, you know, popular drama, Sherlock might have never been made. Life on Mars, yeah. which was Glenister's finest moment, yeah. demons being his worst. Um, kind of more maybe we'll do an episode on it at some point it's more kind of because you've never seen Life on no, Mars no. shameful it's kind of like the Sweeney meets Quantum Leap but it had been in um, development since 1998 wow. and originally it was going to be like a comedy and they're going to have like Neil Morrissey in it it's like a cop <laughs> back in the 70s being like oh no back in the 70s <laughs> oh Gene oh, Hunt and then they, they uh, it got rejected by the BBC but then, because of Neil Morrissey. <laughs> not because I think they were more like, we want a Neil Morrissey type. <laughs> That's how low it was shooting. They're like, we might not get Morrissey, but we'll go for a Neil Morrissey type. Um, and then, but then in 2006, year after Doctor Who came back, uh, Julie Gardner, who was the executive producer of Doctor Who, 
she convinced the BBC's head of drama to make Life on Mars because they were like, look, this sort of fantasy show, it, it can work. Yeah. And like I say, something like Atlantis maybe didn't get a shot because post-2005 buzz around fantasy shows has kind of cooled off now a little bit. But still, shows are trying to be like Doctor Who, trying, yeah. to, trying to emulate its its success in 2005. So, end of October, ITV are going to make, uh, we're going to air Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. At the weekends. Um, Don't which... interview Richard E. Grant. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Tom, Tom had a bad experience with, with Richard E. Grant. Yeah. We won't go into it any further for fear of... Uh, Slander and light. Yeah. But uh, that sounds really bad now. It sounds like he it's, not, did, it's not that bad. He didn't do things nah, to you or yeah, anything. It was just he was just a bit of an awkward interviewee. But that's gonna air on Sundays because they're wisely not pitching it sort of directly against but like it, what, five o'clock in the afternoon or something. No, it? like six thirty, tea times. Oh, Sunday tea times. Yeah. And it's it's written by Charlie Higson, yeah. who of course, as we talked about last episode, he made Randall and Hot Crook Deceased as a kind of Doctor Who uh fill in mm-hmm. uh, during the wilderness years. And he's talked about how he very directly inspired by Doctor Who's comeback in 2005. Uh, uh, and, and what I really loved that was that when Russell came in with Doctor Who and brought back that back, and it was a hit, and I thought, well, he managed to pull off what I was trying to do, and he did it probably better than me. Um, but he actually used quite a lot of the same talent that I'd had on, on, um, on Randall and Hockett. So uh, I was very pleased when he did that, and and I and I think it did slightly open the doors for, you know, different types of stuff. Um, although that you know, from this country we haven't really had another big fantasy type hit since since he brought back Doctor Who. So basically, many imitators of Doctor Who, some good, Merlin, yeah, Primeval was alright. Yeah. Um, sound like, sound, sound like Russell Tovey <laughs> Sound like my Russell Tovey wasn't doing Being human was sort of one. Yeah. Sort of one. Mitchell, oh, Russell. Misfits. Um, misfits, again, yeah. kind of all. They weren't like direct imitators, but they were all something like being human. Mm. Mitchell probably wouldn't have been inspired <laughs> or created, rather, without um, or commissioned without um, Doctor Who being yeah. a success. Something like misfits. Fantasy shows were kind of not in vogue uh, in, the, in the kind of 90s. They weren't beyond something like Red Dwarf. Yeah. You know, everything was... I know, well, we, I mean, there, there was the odd show like Crime Traveller or Strange or all these shows, but they, they were all cancelled after one series. And it took Doctor Who coming back to kind of inspire these shows that went on to become reasonable successes that ran for five or three series or whatever. But there can only ever be one Doctor Who. <laughs> and now there is, because they've cancelled everything else. <laughs> um, that is it. Um, for for this week's epi- this week's we don't make them weekly. No, I always say last week, next it sounds week. Sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds good, but it's it, like we're not that organised. No. It's more it's more like once a month if we're lucky. Yeah. But that's it for this episode of uh, two geeks, uh, three beers, and, <laughs> and, and and a new laptop. And a new laptop. Um, so uh, yeah, please do uh, keep listening and listen to all our old episodes on the website, which is two geeks. Two beers. Wordpress. That's it. Yeah. Like I still can't quite remember. Yeah. And um, I've got it written down though. And uh, also, all our episodes are on iTunes, so you can yeah. subscribe there or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Also, please head over to our Facebook and Twitter pages mm. and like or follow whichever is the applicable one. So <laughs> two geeks cast. Two geeks on cast. Those things. Also, YouTube sort of. Yeah. Uh, we, we have got a bit a bit lax on that front recently, but. Uh, but the first three episodes yeah. of Two yeah. Geeks are available on yeah. YouTube with visual bonuses. Yeah. So search for Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a laptop on there, and and you'll find those. A few little announcements. Uh, if you will be at MCM London Comic Con, uh, weekend of uh, October twenty third to the twenty fifth, 
I will be hosting uh, a number of panels, uh, which going is exciting. On uh, going, up, going up in the world, uh, still not being paid. No. But on, that's on uh, on Saturday, October twenty fourth. You'll be hosting the uh, the Sherlock panel with Stephen Moffat, Mark Gatiss, and Sue Virtue and Amanda Abington. Uh, Sci fi's the Librarians, uh, Humans, the excellent Channel Four science fiction series. I'll be hosting that panel and the Walking Dead as well. Wow. Very exciting. So. Uh, Yes, so if you're at uh, MCM London Comic Con at Excel, please do come and see me. I, I, I am there, you just won't T- see me. I'll Tom, be, Tom's also, Tom will also be there just handing out two geeks flyers. No, 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 Tom, well, maybe. Maybe we should do yeah, that. Yeah, I should put a there. <laughs> but Tom, Tom will be working, interviewing the stars behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah I'm, ver- no, I'm, I'm, I'm like the face of two geeks, <laughs> and you're like the... Yeah. The beat, you're the beating heart, mate. That's what you are. <laughs> so, also, uh, I'm going to be on uh, Doctor Who The Fan Show... Uh, as a guest reviewer wow. for uh, for episode seven of the new series of Doctor Who, the Zygon Invasion, um, that will be on the official Doctor Who YouTube channel uh, from uh, I think it's Tuesday, November the third. So uh, yeah, please come and see me there on the interwebs. And I'll be in my pants uh, most evenings. <laughs> Watch, uh, watching that. Watching it all. You'll yeah. just be you'll be living vicariously through me, basically. You, you can download my other podcast, by the way, which yeah. is. The Whisper Show. Yes, yeah. go, 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 go listen to Tom's other podcast, yeah. which is The Whisper Show. Autumnal moods, <laughs> chilled tunes, <laughs> and, uh, stuff. And, and stuff. To play us out, um, just because we have to have something to play us out, and I've been launching a lot of staunch defences, defences, uh, in this episode. Defence I. Defence I. And, uh, and I wanted to play the, uh, I think the most underrated version of the Doctor Who theme tune, which is from the Paul McGann TV movie. Okay. Uh, but a lot of people hate it. But it's great and orchestral. It's by Oscar nominee John Debney. So let's have a blast of the Paul McGann TV movie thing. Just because I like it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Starts with the middle eight. Controversial. Controversial.